Welcome to Mindful Moments of Mars. What is Mindful Moments of Mars? Who are you? How did you get into my house? Mindful Moments of Mars is an audio experience that uses the works of Edgar Rice Burroughs to explore mindfulness. Who am I? I am the disembodied voice which has been recorded and is playing through an audio device that you have or is not playing because you've turned the volume down. Well, it's still playing, depending on whether you're a Volro or a Volnoro. Those are people who... Have I explained this recently? I do refer to them a lot. So a Volnoro is a person who listens to the audio experience without the volume at zero, as in no zero. And a Volro is someone who does go for volume zero. Um, very interesting group, them. And uh, uh, I, get, I, get, I, get, I mention them a lot on the, on the audio experience so that they'll know that they're appreciated, even though they never hear that I mention them because they don't listen. Um, how did I get into your house? Uh, you, you brought this about. This was your doing. It's a little bit like in um, that, that movie with Ethan Hawke where he buys the haunted house and just won't leave it alone. Keep digging around in the history of the haunted house and eventually ghosts get him. Is that what happens? One of those movies about people in a haunted house. Insidious? In, 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 not insidious. Un, unappetizing? Undesirable house? Well, it's something like that. Um, it, it was pretty good, I think. But I don't remember what it was called. I don't think it was insidious. But if it was, why don't I think it was? Uh, strange one. Ethan Hawke. We might come back to Ethan Hawke later. Because we've got a book to read. That's someone on some sort of motorbike or moped or something outside the window. It's still hot. It was hot in the previous audio experience episode and it's still hot. So the window is open. That's why there's probably more background noise than usual. Usually this is uh, recorded under very careful circumstances. But now because of the, 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 the heat, the window's been opened. So Gek is asking Tara why she hasn't grown more plump, even though they've been feeding her and put her in a tower. And famously, people in, who live in towers uh, put on weight according to the premise of this section of the book. She did not even look as well as when they had captured her. His concern was prompted by repeated inquiries on the part of Lud, and finally resulted in suggesting to Tower of Helium a plan whereby she might find a new opportunity of escape. I am accustomed to walking in the fresh air and the sunlight, she told Gek. I, I I need to change. I need to collect my thoughts and 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 see what I say next by turning the page in my mind, where my thoughts are written on. I cannot become as I was before if I am to be always shut away in this one chamber, breathing poor air and getting no proper exercise. 
Permit me to go out in the fields every day and walk about while the sun is shining. Then I am sure I shall become nice and fat. You would run away, he said. But how could I if you were always with me, she asked. And even if I wished to run away, where could I go? I do not even know the direction of helium. It must be very far. <laughs> the very first night the bants would get me, would they not? They would, said Gek. I will ask Lud about it. The following day he told her that Lud had said she was to be taken into the fields. He would try that for a time and see if she approved. If you do not grow fatter, he will send for you anyway, said Gek. But he will not use you for food. Tower of Helium shuddered. That day, and for many days thereafter, she was taken from the tower, through the enclosure and out into the fields. Always she was alert for an opportunity to escape, but Gek was always close by her side. It was not so much his presence that deterred her from making the attempt at the number... But Gek was always close by her side. It was not... See, Ethan Hawke wouldn't have this trouble. Ethan Hawke. What do people think when you say Ethan Hawke? Number one, they think... Are you talking about the guy from Mission Impossible? Or that's Ethan Hunt. And you're like, no, I'm not talking about him. And then the second thing they say is, Ethan Hawke, the actor, consummate professional. Consummate professional. Doesn't fluff his lines. Shows up on time. He was in that movie Boyhood. Think of him, how many days he had to show up on time to make that movie. It probably took flipping... Eight... How long did that movie take to make? 13 years? Something like that? Think of all the times Ethan Hawke had to show up for 13 years. He was on the set every day. They weren't filming every day, but Ethan Hawke was there waiting in the shadows and dressed as the crow from the crow movies, I'd like to imagine. And he wants to reboot them. And yeah, Insidious, was it Insidious? I don't know. I don't know which one it was. He, he, he's... He's done a few of those sorts of things, hasn't he? And now he's in one called The Black Phone. And, uh, yeah, maybe this is all an elaborate um, commercial uh, product placement, um, immersive marketing scheme to promote The Black Phone, which may or may not still be in cinemas. I don't know. Um, has this entire audio experience for episode one just been building up to me mentioning the black is it even called the black phone or is it called the dark phone? What color is the phone? I think it's the I think it's the black phone. You better go and see it. Better find out. Better go to the cinema and say you want to see any movie they have about a phone that is described by how well lit or what color it is. And maybe they'll get confused and send you to the movie about Clifford the Big Red Dog. Um Maybe that's a fun movie. This this isn't a paid advertisement for that. That's also not in cinemas anymore. Uh, but Ethan Hawke, consummate professional, all-round good guy, I'd imagine. Maybe not. I don't know. I've never met him. Um, I, I extend the invite that I recently extended to Phil Collins. I extend it to Ethan Hawke to, um, you're welcome to join... Uh, Mindfulness on Mars for an episode 
to uh, as long as you're nice and not mean to me. Um, see how that goes. <laughs> if it goes well. Who knows what opportunities it may lead to. It's an opportunity for exposure. Ethan Hawke. Um, uh, so, you know, if you're trying to reboot the Crow franchise, this could be the place to make it happen. How many The Crow fans do we have listening to this right now? I personally have never seen The Crow. So not at least one. But among the many listeners of... Mindfulness of Mars, I think it's fair to assume at least one has seen some of the crow. And what better place to start is there than with that? With that thought, let's take a breath. Let's take another breath because... I didn't have the button ready to stop recording. 